The following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity and was recorded at Westminster Chapel in Toronto. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to declare the Lordship of Jesus Christ over every area of life, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca. Our scripture reading this morning is Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Well, this is the first Sunday of Advent. And Advent is a season of preparation. It's a season of preparation, yes, for Christmas. In one sense, we are, we are preparing for the celebration of Christmas. And Christmas itself is a time of feasting. There are 12 days of Christmas. And those 12 days are a time of rejoicing, a time of celebration, a time of feasting. It's a time of faith when we look back and we remember that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We remember that the light is shining in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. But before those 12 days of Christmas, we have four weeks of Advent. And Advent isn't simply a prelude to Christmas, and it's not simply a preparation for Christmas. The season of Advent is a time when we look to the coming of Christ, the second coming of Christ. And therefore, it's a season where we remember that we are a people who are waiting for the coming of Christ. And as those who wait for Christ, we don't just sit back, twiddle our thumbs. As those who wait for Christ, we anticipate his coming. We're a people who are watching for him. We're looking for him, but we're also his faithful servants whom he has left to be occupied with his work, his business. And we're reminded in this season of Advent that we are people who are called to serve him, to exercise in faith, to follow him, to obey his commands, to declare his excellencies. So this is a season when we are looking ahead. It's a time of hope. And it's a time of watching. We want to be like those wise virgins as they were waiting for the bridegroom and they were keeping their lamps burning. And this is a time when we keep our lamps burning. It's a time when we shine. And that's why we've chosen for our our Advent series uh, the theme of the light of the world. Of course, our Lord is the light of the world. He's the light that shines in the darkness. The darkness has not overcome it. But he also says to us, as we just heard, in his teaching, in the Sermon on the Mount, that we are the light of the world. And he says, as the light of the world, he has placed us on a lampstand. And he has placed us on a lampstand so that we might give light to all who are in the house. And he explains to us that we shine with that light through our good works. And when others see those good works, they give glory to our Father who is in heaven. And as we consider this passage this morning, I want us to consider three things about the light, about who we are as the light of the world. First of all, the source of the light. And our Lord Jesus is the source of the light. It's his light. And it's his light that shines among us. It's his light that shines through us. 
And that light is kindled. It burns by the Holy Spirit. That's the source. And then the placement of the light. The light is not placed under a bushel. He has placed us as a lampstand so that we might shed light on all in the house. And then thirdly, the radiance of the light, the shining. And the radiance of the light is our good works. So let your light shine so that others in seeing our good works may join us in giving glory to our Father who is in heaven. So first, let's consider the source of the light. Now, we've been in John's gospel. And you remember how John's gospel begins. In him was life. In the word, in the Son, in Christ, in him was life. And his life was the light of all men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Our Lord Jesus is the light of the world. And he has said that we shine... In the darkness. We are the light of the world when we shine with his light. And we shine in the darkness. And we need to recognize the darkness, the domain of darkness. Darkness is the domain of sin, it's the domain of evil, it's the domain of death and fear, it's the domain of the devil. That's where we shine, that's where we are. It's the world. The world is in darkness. And our Lord has said, when he prayed to his father, don't take them out of the world. No, no, I'm sending them into the world. I'm sending them into the darkness. I'm sending them into the domain of sin and death and evil and the devil. That's where I'm placing them. That's where I want them. But let's remember, it's not our own light that shines. It's the light of Christ himself. And the Apostle Paul, when he writes the Colossians and he's praying for them, he says this at the end of his prayer for them. He gives thanks to the Father. And he said, I'm always giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. How did he do that? He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. Each one of us was once in darkness. That's where we've come from, the domain of darkness. And we ourselves, before we we came into the light of Christ, were participants in the light of darkness. It's not just that we dwell in darkness. We ourselves are the darkness. We belonged to the darkness. We were sinful. We were wicked and evil. We were in bondage to the devil. But Paul is always giving thanks because... The Father has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. The Father has qualified us. Now, think about your qualifications. You know, if you're applying for university or you're applying for a job or you're trying out for a sports team, you know, you're being evaluated. You have to show your qualifications. Here's my grades. I deserve to get into this program. Here's my resume. Here's my work experience. These are my skills. This is why I'm a good fit for the job. Let me, let me shoot some free throws here. I'll show you I'm, I'm skilled enough to play the, on the team. We know about qualifying for things. We live in a world that requires qualification. 
What's the qualification to be included among the saints in light? To share in that inheritance? What is it that we do? What's our skill? What's our experience that's required? What are the good works? None. The Father has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He's done it. He's qualified us. And he did that by rescuing us from the domain of darkness and transferring us, placing us in the kingdom of his beloved son. The Father has done it. He's qualified us. He's put us there. And that's where we now dwell. We are children of the light because we belong to the kingdom of the beloved son of God. That means we dwell in his love. And we'll return to the Gospel of John after our Advent series, and we will hear Jesus increasingly speak of the love of his Father and the love of his Father for him, the Son. And he has come to love us with that same love. And it's because of that love, and it's in that love that we shine with his light. So we are the light of the world because we have been qualified by God the Father. We've been rescued from the darkness. He has placed us in the kingdom of his beloved son. And so now we are children of light. And we need to think about this light not only in the work of the Father through the redemption of the Son who's put us in this light. But that light is sustained. That light is a burning light. And we need to remember this. There's no light switches in the ancient world, of course. How do you have light? You need oil. And it's a flame. It's fire. It's a burning light. And the fire and the oil that's, that, that fuels the fire is an image for God's spirit. And let's remember what we heard last week. The testimony of John the Baptist. That the Son gives the spirit without measure. And our Lord Jesus gives us the spirit without measure. And it's the pouring out of the Spirit, and it's the presence of the Spirit that fuels the light. That's why we shine. This reminds me of a scene from Pilgrim's Progress. I'm going to read it to you. It's a moment later in the book, and this is how Bunyan describes his dream. Then I saw in my dream that the interpreter took Christian, that's the protagonist, the main character, he's the pilgrim, The interpreter took Christian by the hand and led him into a place where there was a fire burning against the wall, and one standing by it, always casting much water upon it to quench it. Yet the fire, yet did the fire burn brighter and hotter. Interpreter takes Christian and he looks, there's there's a, a fire by a wall, under a wall. And there's a man standing there constantly pouring water on it. And yet the fire burns brighter and hotter. Then Christian said, what means this? The interpreter answered, the fire is the work of grace that is wrought in the heart. He that casts water upon it to extinguish and put it out is the devil. But in that you see the fire notwithstanding burn higher and Hotter. You will also see the reason for that. So interpreter takes Christian and they go around behind the wall where he saw a man with a vessel of oil in his hand 
of which he did also continually cast, but secretly into the fire. On the other side of the wall is another man who's continually pouring oil on the fire. Then Christian said, what means this? The interpreter answered, this is Christ, who continually with the oil of his grace maintains the work already begun in the heart, by the means of which, notwithstanding what the devil can do, the souls of his people prove gracious still. And let's remember that we are the light of the world. And at a time like this, when we are very aware of the darkness, and it's fitting that this is Advent, the days are getting darker and darker. And we're living in a time where we feel as though our enemy is dumping water on us, pouring out water upon us. And let's remember that our Lord Jesus gives the Spirit without measure. He is pouring out the oil of God's Spirit upon us. And he will sustain the flame. And it's a time like this when we know his grace. We know it. It's not that we're like, oh, we're going to conjure up and going to be strong. No, no, no. It's his strength, his spirit, his grace. That's why we're the light of the world. Now let's consider the placement of the light. Our Lord says you don't place a light under a bushel. No, you put it on a lampstand so that it, light, it gives light to everyone in the house. And he also says, we're like a city on a hill, which cannot be hidden. Now, it's our Lord who places us. It's our Lord who places the lampstand so that it might give light to all in the house. It's our Lord that makes us a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. He has put us there. And we need to remember that as we go into this season of Advent, that he has placed us as a lampstand in the city of Toronto. He's put us here. He's placed us here that we might shine and give light to this city. And he has set us on a hill that everyone in this city might see us. We cannot be hidden. Christ has put us in this city that we might not be hidden, that we might be seen. And the image of the city is the image of a source of refuge for those who are in the darkness of the valley, those down below, those who are lost, those who are in darkness. They look up and they see there a city on a hill. And a city is a place of refuge. It's a sanctuary. We need to get there. We'll be safe and secure there. And the Lord has placed us as a city on a hill in this city of Toronto. And there are those who are in the valley below who need to see And look up and say, there is a refuge. There is a sanctuary. Why? Because we are here in the name of Jesus. He is our rock and our refuge. We are a city built on Christ. And we are a signal to the city of Toronto that he is our rock and our refuge. He is the rock and the refuge. And blessed is everyone who takes refuge in him. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. We cannot be hidden. But our Lord has also placed us as a lampstand so that we might give light to all in the house, that we might give light to all in the city. Now we're all very aware of the darkness of this city. We feel it. We see it. We know it. But especially now, we, we, we feel a, a, an even deeper darkness descending on this city. 
an anxiety, a despair, the fear of death. And let's remember that the devil's greatest weapon is the fear of death. And he is wielding that weapon right now. And we are placed as a lampstand to give light to everyone in this city. And it's the light of Christ, the light which shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. And in him was life. And his life was the light of all men. In him was life. We are here because we belong to the one who is the resurrection and the life. So we have no fear of death. And a city which is paralyzed by the fear of death right now needs to look to us and see there is the resurrection, the life. There is Jesus Christ. We need not fear death. So let's remember that our Lord has placed us here. He has placed us in this city, in the midst of the darkness. And he has placed us so that we might give light to everyone in the house, to everyone in the city. Let's also remember what David writes in Psalm 139. He's reflecting on his own life. He's reflecting on his birth. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And as he's reflecting on that, he also says this in verse 16. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. That's true of us. That's true of each one of you. In his book were written every one of your days. In his book were written these days that we are in right now. And we know the author of that book. I don't know what the next few pages look like. But we know the author of that book, and we know he has written in his book every day for us, including these days. And we know how that book ends. Remember what Paul writes. He who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. Our gathering is just an anticipation of that glorious gathering on the last day. And then Paul says, for this light, momentary affliction is preparing us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Let us look to the things that are unseen right now. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Let's remember that our life is hidden with Christ in God. And for that reason, Paul says, set your mind on the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That's also where we've been placed. We are seated with him at the right hand of God. That's where we are right now. So that's the placement. And then finally, the radiance of the light. And Jesus explains the the shining of the light, the radiance of the light. He says, when others see your good works, let your light shine so that when others see your good works, they will glorify your Father who is in heaven. Now, there's a word here translated good, good works. 
which you could also translate beautiful. Beautiful works. The light with which we shine is the light of beautiful works. And when others see our beautiful works, they will give glory to our Father who is in heaven. And let's remember that we have been created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. And as we think about these beautiful works, the beautiful works with which we shine the light of Christ are works of love. Our love for one another and our love for God. And let's remember that right now in this season. That our love for one another is a love that radiates with the life, the light of Christ. And let's be aware that our enemy, as he puts pressure on us, wants nothing more than for us to turn against one another. For brothers and sisters in Christ in this city of Toronto to turn against one another. For churches, lampstands in this city of Toronto to turn against one another. Let's be aware of the devil's strategies. And our Lord tells us that he gives us a new commandment. As the Father has loved me, so I love you. You ought to love one another. For by your love, all men will know that you are my disciples. My disciples, that you belong to me. How will this city know those who belong to Christ? By our love for one another. And the night he was betrayed before his crucifixion, he prayed to his father that all those who believed in him would be one, as he and the father are one. Because in the unity of that love, in the unity of that fellowship, of that communion of the saints, the world will know that the father has sent the son for its salvation. And let's remember what the beloved apostle himself says, 1 John 4, 12. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. The light of Christ shines in this city through our love for one another. And let's remember over the coming days and weeks that even as brothers and sisters of ours respond differently, The call of our Lord to love one another. The call of our Lord to maintain the unity of the body. The bond of peace. Because in that unity, in that love, the city will see the Son. They'll know the Father sent the Son for their salvation. And then as we think of the beautiful works that radiate the light of Christ, it's our love for God. And our love for God is most clearly expressed and demonstrated by our gathered worship to him, Sunday by Sunday. Worship is the most beautiful work. And when we gather together to worship the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, when we gather together in the name of Jesus, it is a beautiful work which others see. And in seeing it, it's our prayer that they would join us and give glory to our Father in heaven. 
And you read through the Psalms and you'll see again and again that as Israel assembled to worship and sing God's praises and give thanks, they always had an eye to the nations. And the psalmist cries out, Let all the families of the earth ascribe greatness and majesty to our God. And when David ordained those priests to sing God's praises and to make music in the temple, in the place of God's dwelling. And he wrote a song for that occasion. It was a song that was calling the nations to come and worship and glorify the one true God. It was a song that calls all of creation to worship and glorify that one true God. It's 1 Chronicles 16, and at the end of that song, he says, come and deliver us so that we might praise you. We've been saved to worship him. That worship is a beautiful work. We also come here Sunday by Sunday to sit under his word. His word publicly read and declared. And remember what the psalmist says in Psalm 119, verse 130. The unfolding of your words gives light. And we gather to sit under the unfolding of God's word because it gives light. It feeds us. It sustains us. We burn all the more brightly because of it. And as that light shines, the city around us sees it. We gather together to pray and seek the face of God together. As David says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Pastor Trevor read these verses from 1 John. That when we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. As we gather in the name of Jesus, we have fellowship with one another. We seek him together, our light, our salvation. We know he is the stronghold of our life. Therefore, we're not afraid. And then finally, let's remember that the Lord is our shepherd. And he prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. And he anoints our head with oil. And our cup overflows. And Sunday by Sunday, we come to the Lord's table because he prepares a table for us. He anoints us. He fills our cup. And the cup that we bless, Paul says, is it not a participation? Is it not communion, fellowship with the blood of Christ? The blood of Christ which purifies us, cleanses us from our sins. The bread that we break, is it not a participation, fellowship, communion with the body of Christ? And we, though many, are one in him. And that unity and that life and that love is on display when we come around the Lord's table. So let's remember this morning that we are the light of the world. Christ is that light. The Father has rescued us from the domain of darkness. He has put us in the kingdom of his beloved Son that we have a share in the inheritance of the saints of light. We are children of light in the kingdom of the beloved Son, who gives us his spirit without measure. And no matter how much water our enemy seeks to pour on us to quench that flame, our Lord is faithfully supplying all of our needs. His grace is sufficient 
we will burn brighter. And let's remember that our Lord has placed us where we are, that we may give light. He's put us here. I'm not sure any of us would have chosen to be here right now in Toronto. Here we are. He's put us here. And these days were written for us in his book. And it's his story. And it is such a joy, a privilege, a delight that he has written this story for us. And we know how the story ends. He will raise us up on the last day. And we we will be together with him forever. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. You rescued us from the domain of darkness. You transferred us to the kingdom of your beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. And Father, we know that your Son prayed on the night that he was betrayed, that you would keep us in his name, that we would be kept in your name. And Father, we know you answer that prayer. And we thank you and give you all the praise that you keep us in your name. And as we bear your name, we pray that as a light in the world, those who are lost in darkness would see the city on the hill built on the rock of Christ, would hear the invitation, and blessed is everyone who takes refuge in him. Father, we ask that you would glorify your Son and that those who are lost in darkness in this city would take refuge in him. Holy Spirit, bear witness to your Son. Turn the hearts of those who are your enemies towards you. That we may together with one voice sing your praises. Glory be to God the Father. God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, so it is now, and so it shall be forevermore. Amen. This message has been brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share this content, but do not charge for it or alter it in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. For more resources, please visit ezrainstitute.ca.